0: Friends, welcome back to another episode of Your Strongest Self podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Chernock. I'm a holistic physical therapist and back pain coach. And it is January 2nd. I am getting ahead of my podcast recording. Uh, it's likely going to drop on Monday, January 9th when you're listening to this, but tis the season for 30 day challenges pull 30, maybe you're starting 75 hard, 21-day sugar, detox, fitness challenges, dry January, et cetera. And so I want to talk about whether or not 30-day challenges are a good idea. And I've had a lot of conversations about these, and I personally have done And signed up for a ton of 30-day challenges, including recently in the past couple months. And so I want to share the pros and cons of these challenges from my perspective. And I want to talk about why can't we seem to follow through with these 30-day challenges, myself included, In the past, I have signed up for so many of these. I cannot tell you how many Whole30s I started January 1st and fell off the wagon by like at least January 10th, probably sooner. I cannot tell you how many sugar detoxes I've tried and failed. I can't tell you how many fitness challenges I signed up for and then lost interest Five days in. So what's the deal with those of us who can't finish? I'm right there with you. And if you're feeling frustrated that you have this motivation, you have this burst of energy and motivation that you are excited about doing these challenges, but can't seem to get through them, I totally get it. And I know that we're not lazy. I know that we don't lack discipline. There's something else going on that I want to explore today and figure out why the hell can't we finish or stick with these challenges? And do we even need to finish the challenge? So diving in, I think the number one biggest reason that we don't finish challenges, however long they are when we sign up for, is because we don't stop to take the time to come up with a deep internally motivating reason in the first place. And I don't want you to roll your eyes. Well, you can roll your eyes. You can do whatever you want. But if you are rolling your eyes, stick with me because I want to dive into this a little bit. And I'm sure you've heard of external versus internal motivation, but it really does play a key role here. But we're not going to dive into a ton of the psychology science-y stuff behind it because I'm sure that you've heard a lot about that. If you haven't come, find me on Instagram, and we can chat more, and I can share some resources with you. But I want to—I want to give you an example to start. So recently, so like I said, it's January when I'm recording this, and December I signed up for a December fitness challenge with my friend Rachel. Shout out to my friend Rachel if she's listening. She's an amazing kettlebell coach, trainer. She's a macro coach as well, and I was part of her fitness membership uh, over the summer. I recently went back to my gym in person, so I'm sadly not doing her membership anymore, but she's such an awesome coach. And she was running a December kettlebell swings challenge. So you're supposed to do 100 kettlebell swings every weekday in December. And I signed up because it sounded fun. I sign up because I love Rachel, I love the community she has created, and I also have been wanting to improve my kettlebell swing form, and I know in order to do that, I need to do more swings, I need to get more reps in order to get better. But I didn't really have a deep why or or something that I wanted to achieve now. Sure, it would be cool if I immediately got better at my swings the first day of the challenge or even by the end of the 30 days, but my life isn't really depending on it. Like my life wouldn't really change whether or not I completed this challenge. I would be fine continuing to live my life doing swings in the way that I'm doing them now. A similar thing happened in my, I did an October habit challenge as part of my gym and I wrote down five habits that I wanted to adopt. And I'm actually going to do a separate episode and deep dive into what I learned about this 30 Day Habit Challenge because I think there was a lot of good stuff that came out of it and I learned a ton about that process, but for the purpose of this story and this example, I didn't choose habits that would drastically improve my life right away, in the second, in this minute, or maybe even after the 30 days were up. And so I think I can speak for most of us that when we sign up for these 30-day challenges, we want immediate results. Obviously, why else would we sign up for something like that? Right. We, and so when we don't feel or see immediate results, plus it's something that we don't really want to do, like give up sugar, for example, then why would we keep going? So, first, I want to talk about the pros and cons of these 30 day challenges. And then I want to dive in and share some really tangible. Tips and takeaways to help you move forward and make the changes that you really want to make that you're searching for in these challenges. So let's start with the pros. I love them. I think they can be great for motivation. I think they can be an awesome burst of momentum to get us moving toward a habit change that we want to make or something that we want to do. I think they can be super fun to do with others and have a group and a community along with you. And as a, this is actually a pro and con that I listed, but as a pro, it's short-sighted in the best way possible. It's only 30 days that we're focused on instead of worrying about making a huge change. Like for example, it's January. Let's say you set a big goal for the year of, gosh, I don't know it's always coming, it always comes back to weight loss because clearly I have a long history with weight loss. Um, So let's say you want to lose 20 pounds this year. That's obviously not possible in January. So what if you just took it 30 days at a time? What if you said, okay, I'm going to lose one and a half pounds this month, right? As opposed to feeling like this big daunting task, just focusing on short little bursts at a time. I think the cons of these 30-day challenges are, we beat ourselves up if we fall off the wagon and we don't finish. I think another con is, what happens after these 30 days are up? Do we just go right back to the same habits we had in the first place, the same routine were we in, or do we actually adopt whatever habits we developed or whatever this challenge was helping us implement? Along from my physical therapy perspective, it can set yourself up for injury. So if you are jumping into something, like let's say you sign up for a fitness challenge and, or the, you know, Rachel's hundred kettlebell swing a day challenge, and you have not done one kettlebell swing in the past three years, or you haven't done any exercise in the past six months, jumping into a high volume program can set yourself up for injury, doing too much too soon. And the last con is the one I shared about the pro, which is it's short-sighted. So in in the other, in the opposite sense, where I said it could be short-sighted could be a good thing, where you're only focusing on 30 days at a time and making it through 30 days, you know, taking taking it into smaller chunks. The opposite of that is you're only focusing on 30 days instead of thinking. What is a sustainable way that I can implement to make this habit a lasting change in order to get the results that I want? Because we all know 30 days is not enough to make a permanent change. 30 days is awesome to start you on the right track of making this a permanent habit, but We cannot expect to get a permanent result, I guess, depending on what we want, but for most of us, right, when we're talking about health and wellness challenges, most of us are not going to get what we want in 30 days. And so... When you're thinking about these challenges, like I said, I'm a huge fan, and also considering these cons, I have a few just really tangible things I want you to think about and take away from, whether you're thinking about doing one maybe next month, or you're going through one right now, and let's say you're listening to this on January 9th when it comes out, you're all already nine days in, and you're like losing a little steam, you're losing a little motivation. I hope that these three tips will help you question why you're doing this in the first place and give you a little bit of reinvigorated energy to keep going. So the first one is finding internal motivation. So I hinted at this earlier. That I think honestly, this is the biggest reason why most of us don't follow through. And what I mean by finding internal internal motivation is actually getting to the root of why you want to accomplish something in the first place. I don't know where I first heard this or read this or saw this, whatever, but it's it's something like the three Y rule or three Y theory, something like that. And the idea is. Asking yourself why a minimum of three times in order to get to the root of your desire. So for example, what I mean by that. Your first why is, why did you sign up for this challenge? Is it because you want to lose weight? Is it because you want to get stronger? Awesome. Now ask yourself why again. Why do you want to lose weight? or get stronger, or get more fit? Is it to feel better in your jeans? Is it to be able to lift your baby? Is it so that you can feel more confident at the gym? Whatever it is, awesome. You have your answer. Now you're on your third why. Ask yourself why one more time. Why is it important to you to feel better in your jeans? Why is it important to you to be able to lift your baby? Why do you want to feel more confident at the gym? And the deeper you go in trying to search for that deepest why, that deepest desire, it's going to be harder to come up with a reason. And if that's the case, you know you're on the right track. Keep asking yourself why until you get to the root. Because again, For most of us who can't seem to follow through with these challenges, I will tell you, in the past, my experience with Whole30s, I tried to tell myself that it was because I wanted to decrease inflammation in my body, but that was honestly bullshit. And the deepest root was because I wanted to lose weight. But I didn't really dig deeper. Like, why did I want to lose weight? Why was that important to me? And as I dug deeper, it was because... I cared about my appearance and I thought that I valued my external appearance more than I valued my internal feeling and safety within myself. And so that took me a long time to discover, but no wonder I couldn't stick with Whole30s because... I didn't actually really care about losing weight. I cared about feeling better in my skin and more confident in my body. But that took more internal work than cutting out sugar and legumes for 30 days. So keep digging, right? And I also think too, there's so much validity in if you don't know why, That's okay. And if you still want to do this 30 day challenge to lose weight, that's amazing. There's no shame in that at all. But I'm just encouraging you again to dig a little bit deeper, especially if you're like me. And literally, I'm sure I tried Whole 30 at least 15 times. I have not finished one, not one. So if you are Similar to me, and you can relate to that, and you start the same challenge every single year for the same exact reason, and you cannot follow through, that might be a hint that you need to dig a little bit deeper to figure out your why. Here's another example I am choosing to do a dry January. Again, I've, I can't tell you how many dry January's I've attempted in the past 10 years or so, and my why was always. To lose weight. We're sensing a theme here. I get it. But now my choice for doing dry January is not weight loss like it used to be. I have a very deep desire. I took time to dig into why I wanted to do this. I have one reason that I'm not ready to share on this podcast yet, but another very deep reason is because I want to stop using a substance to numb my feelings so that I can feel and process all my emotions, all of them. I don't want to mask. I don't want to numb the hard, uncomfortable feelings anymore because this is really important to me because it is the only way, or I believe it is the only way that I'm going to be able to take the next big, scary step in my business that I want to take. I've been trying to take that step for the past three years and I have not been ready and, because I've been terrified. And I've been using wine to numb all the feelings and all the subconscious thoughts that have arisen and held me back from taking that next step. So I know that in order to get to the goal that I want to achieve, I need to be able to feel and process everything so that I can move forward. So that is a deep, deep Why? There is so much more to it. And I know when I get to day 10, probably day five, I'm going to crave a glass of my favorite Cab Franc. I know I am. I love wine. And in the past, my weight loss reason was not enough. But because I can feel this so deeply in my gut on all levels and I've gotten to the root of the issue I'm going to have such a deeper motivation to keep going. The second tip I have for you is define what success even means. I want you to let go of the idea that a 30-day challenge means you have to get a perfect score. You do not have to check off every single day in order to successfully complete the challenge, it's Especially if you're doing something like completely giving up alcohol that's been a part of your daily life for the past three years, like it has for me, or if it's jumping into something like exercise that hasn't been a part of your daily life for the past three years, right? So for example, my December kettlebell swing challenge I signed up for with Rachel, I set a goal ahead of time to be 80% successful. I knew that I was starting a new schedule. I was, I'm commuting down into Seattle more often to see clients. I have a new contract job. I'm working. I'm not spending as much time at home. And so knowing that I was realistic with myself and I knew that it wasn't likely I was going to be able to do it every single day. And also a hundred swings is a lot more volume than I have been doing. And historically kettlebell swings don't always feel great on my back. So I knew because I haven't been doing them that much, I didn't want to commit to a hundred percent consistency because I didn't want to flare anything up. I didn't want to do too much too soon for my back pain. And what ended up happening was I got sick. I got that RSV that was going around. It was so nasty. Took me out for two weeks. And finally, I was feeling better. And I think I missed the second and third week of the challenge. And by the fourth week, I could have said, I could have just given up and said, oh, well, I didn't make the 30 days. There were 14 days, half of the challenge that I missed. If I had decided that The only way I was going to be successful was 100% completion rate. But because I didn't have that expectation or that wasn't my definition of what success was for this challenge, I chose to pick back up the last week and I finished strong. And I didn't do all five days, but I did three days. And you know what's cool is that in that last day, I felt a drastic change in my form. And that was one of my goals. I wanted to improve my form. And what there's something about those reps over that last week that something clicked for me and I'm feeling so much more confident in my swings and all the cues and feedback that my coaches have given me. It finally clicked and I can feel it and it feels really good. And I wouldn't have discovered that if I hadn't kept going. So I want to turn this back on you. What happens if you miss a week or two? Instead of going into it with that all or nothing perfect attendance or score, what if ahead of time you defined your success rate as 50%? Like I said, especially if you, like for the fitness challenge, if you haven't been doing anything for the past six months or a year, what is the likelihood that you are going to be consistent every single day? right? Is that actually realistic? Is that actually realistic with your schedule? There's a reason you haven't been consistent with exercise for the past six months or year. You're really busy. So when you look at your schedule, how realistic is it to fit something in every single day? Does it feel better to fit something in two times a week or three times a week? And also that's 50% better than what you were doing. And I actually, I set a 100% success goal for my dry January because of that deeper meaning that I mentioned, and I want to see if I can do it. (laughs) But if I choose to have a glass of wine on a weekend, it's not going to be like the past dry Januaries I've attempted where I just completely throw in the towel. Uh, Because I know my deeper why, and I'm not well i did i am going with a 100% success rate but if i get a 90% success rate i'm still going to be happy with that progress because it's 90% better than what i'm doing now right now i have a glass of wine every night sometimes two Like I said, to numb those emotions, unwind. I love drinking wine while I cook. And then I have another one with dinner, right? It's just become a habit for me. And so even if I were 50% successful, even if I wanted to start with that 50% success rate, it would still be better than what I'm doing right now. The last tip I want to share with you is to manage your expectations of what you'll actually get out of this challenge. So if you're expecting to automatically be shredded enough to compete in a bikini competition in three days, and you're just expecting these muscles to pop up and get toned and feel really strong and get really fit in 30 days, you're setting yourself up for failure. So ask yourself, what do you really want to get out of this that's reasonable? For example... Back to Rachel's Kettlebell Swing Challenge. If I signed up because I thought I wanted to get a better butt by the new year or I wanted to use it to lose weight or whatever, I know that that's not possible in 30 days because it takes a minimum of six weeks for muscles to change. But I do know that the more reps I do, the better my form will be. So that was my goal, and that's what I achieved, and I'm really proud of that. So thinking about whatever challenge you want to do or maybe the one you're in right now, what do you actually want to get out of that, and is that reasonable? And if it is reasonable, amazing. Keep going. If it's not reasonable, how can you manage your expectations and just slightly change your way of thinking? And that kind of goes along with the success rate, right? So for you, whatever you want to get out of it, maybe you realize that you would have to have a hundred percent success rate in order to get those results. And are you willing to do that? If the answer is yes, awesome. If it's no, awesome. Just adjust and keep moving keep moving forward. And and I hope that these actually I do want to add one more thing. I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Um but I have totally signed up for challenges in the past just to see if I could do it. I'm super competitive with myself and so sometimes I just want to challenge myself. And so if you have just a simple intention like that for these 30 day challenges. like you just want to see if you can do it. I think that's awesome. but also make sure that if you don't complete it a hundred percent or whatever your success rate is, that you're not subconsciously telling yourself that you're a failure or lazy or why can't you seem to stick with anything? I just want you to be aware of what you're telling yourself and what that success means for you. So I hope that is helpful, friends. I would love to hear your thoughts on 30-day challenges. What do you love about them? Can you stick with them? Are you like me and fall off the wagon? I'm on Instagram at Dr. Sam Chernock, C-H-E-R-N-A-K. The link is in the show note and I would love to hear from you. And one more thing before you go, don't forget that I am hosting a free webinar this month. It is called How to Get Back to High Impact Exercises Without Fucking Up Your Back. So if you are someone who is feeling that January momentum and this is your year that you want to get stronger, you're ready to get back to exercise, but you're terrified of flaring up your back again, throwing your back out or hurting something else, this webinar is for you. So click the link in my show notes to sign up for that. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks so much for being here. I am super grateful for you sharing your time and your space and your energy with me. And I hope you have an awesome rest of your day.